Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Radio Bait podcast, recorded live as always um, from Brunel University um, here in Uxbridge. Um, sorry about the fact we've gone off the radar um, recently. Um, we've all had a ton of assignments to do in third year and it's meant that we haven't really had enough time to, to dedicate to doing any podcast. But now we've got all of our assignments out of the way, um, we can now fully focus on um, producing podcasts on a regular basis um, once again. So we hope you'll be tuning in. Um, today I'm going to be joined by Ahmed Mansour. How are you? I am great, thank you. What about yourself? I'm good. You don't sound great. No, I am. I am. I'm just... Um, you don't sound infused. I'm very relieved that we have, you know, finished all our assignments. Mm. But I know this is only going to last for another day or so. And then after that, we're going to have to start working again for our dissertation. So, um, you know, it's going to be days. fun while it lasts. What's changed over Christmas for you? Um, for me, I uh, this was the first Christmas that I didn't get a chance to do anything apart from assignments. Um, and revision for exams because uh, for some reason um, our exams happen to be as well as assignments happen to be due in the f- third week of half term or is it fourth week third not half term of Christmas holidays um, meaning that we had to work very hard over the what past two three weeks that we had to um, not really relax as such because I didn't do any relaxing now did you nope yep, I didn't there we go so um, it was quite difficult um, in that sense. Um, apart from that, you've grown a beard. Have I now? I never noticed. You never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bradley's finally um, accepted my challenge. I kind of did challenge him. What was it about um, mid mid November, mid October yeah. or so? Um, I've given in to peer pressure. That's that's what's. Well, happening. I mean, here's the thing. I asked him at the beginning of first year. Um, I was like, mate, you would look quite good in beard. I think you should grow it. Um, he never listened to me. He said apparently it doesn't look professional or whatever reasons he had. But now finally in third year he gave into it. And do you know what? A lot of people have been saying that it looks quite good. Um, so yeah. I've been surprised. I've been overwhelmed by the amount of uh, the amount of people who have co- been commenting on it. I didn't I didn't expect it to uh, to get such notoriety, but mm. it appears it has. Everyone I seems to everyone I seem to speak to yeah. who sees me for the first time. I just see a look of complete shock on their face when they see yeah. me with a beard. It's completely different. Cl- closely followed by, oh, that really suits you. Yeah. Um, oh, it's I'm like when I shaved and I walked into uni <laughs> and people were just like, what? what like, who is this? <laughs> it's, it was weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I've, everyone has kind of looked at me and like, yeah, wow, what, what happened to you? And I was like, yeah, life happens. <laughs> That's what happens. I grew up. I grew up. <laughs> I just got bored and accepted a dare. Mm. And then I've just kept it. So, you know, I'm going to keep it up. Yeah. I'm going to see where it takes me. Yeah. See good. what life brings, you know. <laughs> so, um, firstly today, we're going to talk about uh, universities, actually, in our, our, um, our student section of today's show. Uh, that might be a surprise to you, you know, we're a student podcast. <laughs> but, um, so we're going to talk about um, the fact that one in four UK students um, graduated from university um, with a first-class degree last year, um, data shows. This, this news article was on the uh, the BBC. Um, and the fact that um, the highest possible uh, grades rose by... Well, the first have, have risen by 44% in the last five years. So there has been a massive 
um, increase of a number of people who have been getting first at university. Uh, you could maybe also draw into that the fact that more people are now going to university. Uh, the amount of younger people going to university from all different backgrounds is, is on the up. Um, so, Ahmed, um, first at uni, is it, is it a good thing? Do you want a first? I definitely want a first. I don't think that's of a question that does. needs an answer. This man has been saying since the first day he came here, I want a first class. There's degree. no point in leaving uni without getting a first class. If you're paying £9,000 a year and you come here and you dos and you don't get, you know, a first, what is even the point? Like, I just don't like, I don't see it. Like, it's like being at sixth form or GCSEs throughout mm. your life and getting really bad grades. Yeah. I mean, there are, I, I understand there are circumstances when that's beyond your control but you've kind of got to also make um you know you kind of got to make time for studies and make sure that mm. you do strive to achieve something mm-hmm. um like i have personal goals and ambitions that i'll mm. just set myself little targets to achieve um, you know like make like a little bit of a list where mm. i go i need this done by this date i need mm. this done by this date and it just flows on from there and just uh, just really cutting on to what you were saying there as well as that on the flip side it and certainly in our in our like in our university, it surprised me when we first came the amount of people who um, dropped out quite quickly, yeah. or, or who weren't even allowed to come back or, um, after first year because for whatever reason they didn't do the work mm. or because of their attendance, um, and that really surprised me because you're paying nine thousand a year to come to university, and if you if you can't be bothered to leave your assignments or you're not turning up for class. Mm then there's literally no point in you being here, really. You've come yeah. here to further yourself, get a degree, um, improve your prospects of getting uh, the job of your dreams in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're paying £9,000 a year and you're not, you're not going, you're not turning up to classes or you're not going to do the work, then it's just a complete waste of your time and, and your money, really. Where you could have you could have gone on and done an apprenticeship or um, whatever or, or maybe even got, got a walk straight into a job but you've chosen to come to university to pay nine thousand pounds a year to get a job mm. so you should be turning up to classes really um so yeah i, I thought that was just worth saying but Pe- people don't people don't really uh, people really uh, underestimate the um that you know the depth of what they're getting into when they go for the student finance application like i still remember when i was applying for my loans it um, takes ages. It takes ages, <laughs> and it's it's fair enough. It takes ages because a they need to know exactly who you are and what mm. you're doing, and b you know you need to know what you're getting yourself into mm. because when when you see those amounts of yeah it's going to be nine thousand pounds a year obviously it's changed to what nine thousand two hundred fifty isn't it? Mm. And it's um, certainly this year for everyone. Mm. And certainly for me. Yeah. I I didn't think it applied to uh, people who are already at university. So I, I don't was think sh- that I was, either. I was shocked because I was I was initially meant to get nine thousand pounds and mm. then. Um, I realised it was nine. I mean, it changed when I looked in student finance. It changed to nine two fifty. So yeah. I was that was surprising me because I thought that was only the people who were just coming, coming into university in the first year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but you know that's that's the thing. Like that's what people don't understand. So when they do, you know, see that value of nine thousand pounds because it's just a text on on their computer screens, they're not really going to understand it. They people understand it more when it's in the bank account and it goes out of it, mm. and then you understand and go, wow, that's a lot of money. Mm. Uh, and then again, it's the same thing with, you know, everyone's had it where they're in bed and, you know, their alarm goes off and you wake up and you go, oh, you know oh, what, no. just can't You just want to stay in bed. And you just think, you're like, no. Even I, I have that feeling sometimes. Yeah. yeah. 
it's hard, right? If you've been working hard and you've you've done a lot of work mm. and you've still got stuff outstanding to do, it's hard to motivate yourself to get up in the morning it's when difficult. you've just done like like for example, early this week, like we just had to handle an assignment on Monday and then on Tuesday we had a nine o'clock exam and it was it was hard to motivate yourself yeah. to get out of bed, but yeah. you knew you had to. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This is I'm not gonna lie. Right, this is this. Um, because we didn't have this in the second year. But this this is a specific part where we had an assignment due as well as an exam the next day and then another assignment due. Mm. It really threw me off my timetable and scheduling. Like I'd h- I had planned out, um, you know, I'll do this part of my dissertation mm. and then they'll do this part of the mm. reading at this time and so on. But Same it just didn't me. work. Exactly. And I ended up working on an assignment towards the end of the final and couple of days. And it's also odd that we had an exam out of term time. Last yeah. year, when we had exams after Christmas, we had it in the first year back. But mm. this year, for some reason, we had it before the week before university even started, yeah. which is strange because I'd never known that before. Mm. Normally, exams are held in term time. Yeah. Um, and it yeah, it was it's it it just didn't seem to be. I, I don't know what it is. It it just it just seems strange to have three three assignments one after Altogether, the other yeah. like fair enough maybe if you'd have if you'd have had one on a monday and one on a friday that's i could, I could cope, that. I could cope with that that's fine we've got a couple of days the fact you had one you had one two three bang bang one after the other it was hard to, to manage the time even even me like the first week i did my first assignment i finished it submitted it mm. uh, took christmas eve the boxing day off then from then on, apart from going up to London once or twice, going out for a day and whatever, I was spending a couple of hours each day doing doing work, doing the essay, doing re- trying to revise, and it, even it was getting hard for me to do it towards the end. And I I I managed to do the essay in time with a couple of days of spare, but it, it was it was tough to manage the time. Mm. But anyway, going back for going back to um, first at university. Um, is there maybe do you think there's a reason for this? The fact that more people are getting first is it the fact that maybe more people is it due to the fact that more people are going to university? Is it the fact that maybe um, getting getting more people who are naturally maybe clever coming coming through or more more talented? Um, I, you know that's a debatable issue about whether there's more clever people coming because the thing is like you can't really tell who's yeah. clever and who's not. Yeah, I suppose um, everyone's kind of has their own individual genius yeah, and everyone exactly. has their own kind of area of expertise. Exactly. Um, but I think my, the, the the reason why I think is. Um, is because a lot of people are now choosing the degrees that they like, mm. um, uh, which is which is quite good, I suppose, because they're actually willing to put the effort in as well. Mm. Um, like for for our our course especially, I quite like the uh, journalism in the digital age module that we have. It's of very it's very intellectual of and it's very academic. It's also Just very like difficult. You are, no, no, it's very it's also very <laughs> difficult. So when I when I do like uh, you know have a look at the stuff that we need to do i kind of think what have i got myself into but it's just it's just the amount of like research and that goes into making you know crafting your whole essay and those of you who are listening who don't know we had a three thousand word assignment due um just two days ago from now and that's what um you know i actually quite enjoyed doing that even though i was you know staying up late quite quite a lot of the days trying to finish it um and I think that's th- that's more or less the case with a lot of people around other uh, universities as well, where they'll do a year of a certain course that they think mm. that they like. Maybe they won't like it and drop out and switch to another one. Um, fair enough, you've you know lost out on that year, but I think first year off university is more or less um, you know a trial period, yeah, uh, so to speak. Which to is see how you go. Yeah, which is another thing that um, I think it was some politician w- that wanted to get rid of the first year and have a two year uh, mm. university degree. I'm not too sure it was. 
Um, but again, that's something that would, you know, kind of um, ruin the whole structure of the universal life and um, getting into a whole like. Yeah, I think three years is good because you need mm. that first year to kind of set in. And if yeah. you if you had to hit the ground running like you have to do in second and third years, I think it would be tough for a, for a first year to kind of cope with that. Imagine a first year doing law. Like just, just sort of coming out of like A levels, yeah. that would be really tough. Like I mean, be. first year you learn your craft, you learn how to write news, mm. and then you can you can like you can learn how to um, approach things like law yeah. and whatever. I think certainly with the more academic stuff as well. I think you need that first year to kind of um, settle in to build up your knowledge um, to to kind of broaden your horizons a bit before you then go into um, like the m- the more detailed stuff like mm. law like public affairs like video mm. like uh, journalism and digital age whatever certainly with our degree i don't know what it's like with other degrees as well but i think you do need them that settling in period mm. as well um on the flip side couldn't you say that um you know coming out of a level or college and coming into uni you are technically adults mm. um at which stage you should you know learn to um handle intensity whether it's course-wise or just generally. Mm. So could you not say that having two years of university degree would be, you know, ideal in that sense? Possibly, but I think it just creates more unnecessary stress. Like, mm. even as a young like even as a young person, we're under so much stress, even with a three-year degree. Like, I was speaking to someone who was in our um, degree, oh, was, who was on our degree last year. She's just left and is, is working now in the industry. And she says working life is... is just like she she doesn't see anything of it mm. um like she it's nowhere near as stressful as it is um as uni because as soon as she finishes her job she's doing something that she loves but as soon as she finishes her job she can go home she can relax she can do whatever you want at university your mind's always on what's the next assignment what's the next bit of homework mm-hmm. i've got to do yeah. what's the next bit of this so i think cutting cutting out the first year would create unnecessary s- stress because at university you're under a lot of lot of pressure to to succeed um, certainly in your third year when you've got your dissertation to be thinking about, you've got exams to be thinking about. Um, so, and as, as well as on top of that, applying for jobs, like at the minute, I'm kind of in between trying to do my dissertation, trying to do my NCTJ portfolio, and also trying to apply for jobs in the industry. Mm. So it's hu- as well as doing other things in my spare time, like this, like writing my own blog, like writing other bits and pieces and whatever. So I think as... Uh, a student, I think you need that third year because um, to cut it down to two, I think you'd just be creating more unnecessary stress. Um, and I just think it would be really hard to, to kind of balance social and working life, mm. really. Mm. I don't know if you agree no, with that. That, that, but that makes a lot more sense just because of, um, you know, giving you that introductory period to settle in, you know, technically mm. as first year. But um, also to throw in a curveball about the first, do you think maybe... Um, just I'm just putting it out there. Do you think universities are maybe perhaps um, making degrees a little bit easier in terms of how they mark things and whatever? I think because it's, it's if if everyone came out of all two ones two twos, mm. everyone no one will be there's, too there's bothered. No point. There's no exactly. competition there. Yeah, I think uh, at the moment um, I'm not I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just throwing it out there yeah, as some I mean, sort of sort of debate. I uh, personally I haven't noticed any you know, ease as such mm. in our assignments. Whether that's because we've been running on the course up until the third year now or whether they plan on implementing something like that. But 
thing is when when you lower grade boundaries for entry requirements mm. that's already made it a lot easier for people who you know were aiming for certain grades didn't get them um and then managed to get into the university whereas if you look at other universities more like central london based where their requirements are mostly what a a star a or you know yeah. two a's and a b or two b's and an a that kind of thing you've kind of got to make sure that you um you know hit those targets and mm. get into those universities again their courses are different and m- a lot of the times they are quite harder as well mm. depending on which sector you go into but i think uh, in regards to making it more difficult um or easier i think it's pretty much as it was before mm. um considering our ours is a ba um in journalism mm. um so yeah i think yeah that's, that's well i mean I, I, as much as I know you, you're you're desperate to get a first. This man is always asking, oh. and on the on the subject of journalism, this man is always asking questions. You know, he's first to put up his hand in a lecture. But yeah, no, um, I, I want a first. I mean, I, I was told like if you can get a first or a two one at university, mm. then you're made. Really, like mm. anything lower than a two one, um, and yeah you might find things a bit difficult for yourself so i think two ones the most common at the moment yeah and I, think I don't think one. employers worry too much about having something um you know above that as such mm. i mean I think yeah it's a preference yeah. getting a first class but uh, even if you have a two one i think that's mm. that's quite yeah I, I just i mean first is what everyone kind of aims for really and mm. you want to try and get the best degree as possible and that's really no different for me really i'm if i'm here i want to try and get the best grades that i can so if yeah, i exactly. want to get a first then it's a bit like it's a bit like in football whatever if you're like you want to keep winning you want to keep winning matches and you want to keep winning trophies like mm. the reason you you play football is to win trophies and win matches like it's yeah. the same with university if you if you don't want to get the best grades and you don't want to get the best degrees then you have to kind of question like a little bit of your mentality as well um so first first are on the up um i think we both agree it's a good thing we both want first mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be included in this statistic next year and we've both graduated hopefully we're first and we'll be part of the uh, the rise in the number of firsts that yeah. happen um in 2018 um so we're gonna move on to our next topic now uh, but before we do we're just going to give you a quick reminder of our social media channels in case you've forgotten them as it's been a while now. Um, so to so on Twitter, you can follow us on at Radio Bait. On Facebook, iTunes, Instagram and SoundCloud, you can find us just by searching Radio Bait. Um, our website, you can log on to our website and read a couple of articles. Uh, radiobait.wordpress.com is the address that you need. Um, and if you want to email us and you want to get in touch and suggest any topics or you maybe want to come on the show and do um, or suggest any other ideas, then you'd be more than welcome to. You can email us at radiobait at gmail.com or send us a tweet or a Facebook message. So we're going to move on to our next topic now, which is um, we, we're going to classify, I suppose, it as, um, as censorship, maybe, um, and people people getting sacked or people maybe getting fined or whatever. Um, so we're going to firstly talk about, as this is a student podcast, we're going to talk about Toby Young. Now, Toby Young has um, caused quite a lot of controversy um, in recent weeks. He was appointed as the, uh, the university regulator, but he's since resigned early this week um, over controversial comments um, that he made. Um, he is a right-wing um, journalist, and he apologised for past comments that he made, which he said were ill-judged 
or just plain wrong. Um, a petition calling for Mr Young's dismiss dismissal had gathered over 200,000 signatures. Um, people, um, he, he deleted up to 40,000 tweets uh, posted on his Twitter feed, which included references to the size of women's breasts. Um, he'd also made comments about working class students and about in inclusivity at university, as well as remarks about gay people um, and the fact that wheelchair ramps um, at ghastly uh, schools. Now, to me, if you're if you're representing university, rep universities are um, kind of meant to be an area where you get all people from all ethnic backgrounds, people from all all uh, different backgrounds. Um, so the fact that he was appointed. Um, raised a few eyebrows from my point of view. I definitely think it's the right decision that he's been sacked. Um, and in this case, the fact that he's resigned is is the right move, I think. What about you? I think, yeah, I mean, uh, you've probably heard of the saying, uh, if you don't have anything good to say, don't, don't say, say anything. Mm. Um, I think that applies to a lot of people, uh, whether they're in the public sector, whether they're working, whether mm. they're politicians or just students in general as well. Mm. Especially because we're, we're living in a digital age where everything that we say or do pretty much gets recorded. It's so, yeah. So if you are, you know, if you for whatever reason, whether that's instant gratification or whether that's just for a bit of fun, whether you're going online to post certain uh, opinions of yours, um, you know, quite publicly, you need to expect uh you know something like a backlash if mm. they get popular or, or if if people um you know deem you to be a um, a public figure um or maybe look up to you or you know think that you're one of the people in society who has an impact on other people mm. um so i think in the sense of his resign resignation i don't think he was appropriate for um as a student he was for me personally to see someone in a position of uh, what was he head of the office of um, what was it office of students yeah it? yeah um, it doesn't really make sense in that regard because nowadays it's very very easy to um, offend people mm. because you don't know so being ignorant can lead to offensive um, opinions and statements so if you don't really know you should really do your research before you mm. say certain things mm. um, in in the event of you know Toby Young, where he said certain things like uh, wheelchair ramps are ghastly. I don't think that requires any level of research mm, to, right. um, you know, understand. It's quite horrible what sometimes people mm. have to go through um, who have a disability. Yeah, precisely. Um, and whether that's, you know, a physical one or a mental one, mm. um, you shouldn't. I think it's. I think it's. It should at least generally be accepted that you shouldn't comment on uh, what someone else is going through. When you ha you d when you don't you feel don't know it yourself. yourself exactly yeah um so yeah I think and I, I think it's right that the these tweet these old tweets these old remarks were exposed because it's not as if he made these as a child he made mm. these only only a few years ago I mean some of some of those posts were made in two thousand and nine at the earliest so he was hardly um, a young or, or a young person or a child when he made those tweets he made them as an adult he fully well knew what he was he was doing mm. um so. I think he can only have himself to blame about this backlash. And I think people are right right to say it because, as I was saying earlier, like university, uh, you get people from all different backgrounds, all different sexes, um, all different disabilities. People from all over the world come together mm. um, on campus. And university is about, is about inclusivity. I mean, look at our class. I mean, you're, f you're from Norway. We've got people from Norway. We've got people from Italy. Um, we've got people from Albania. I mean... 
and we all get on together we're all kind of a, a good group mm. um so i think if he was appointed there it's kind of having he would be a quite divisive figure and that could that could manifest itself into universities as well mm. but yeah. if, if 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 you can make comments about wheelchair users and gay people and women's breasts if, if people kind of looking up to and saying well that, that's how a university regulator acts then that could ha that could have an impact on the students behaving themselves if it's if they think it's okay for the university regulator to be saying it then they may but feel yeah, that they can that. say it as yeah. well exactly yeah um and another another um issue of censorship which is raised this week was um um, Mason Holgate, the Everton player, he could face a misconduct charge and even a ban from the Football Association after um, allegedly posting homophobic tweets when he was 14, 15, when he was in, he was in school. Um, now, for me, I think this could be a I think I can understand why Toby Young has, has been removed and his tweets have been exposed. But for me, I think if, if, this football player was was banned um, and even and, uh, fined as well um, and facing a charge for, for tweets he posted when he was 15. I think a line has got to be dropped, be, um, got to be like drawn because um, certainly in, in the tweets that I've seen from him, it was kind of, they included schoolboy language, I suppose, that you would, you would um, kind of associate with, with young um, students. And the fact that these have come to light now and he's now an adult, he was he, he didn't know what he was posting when he was 15, 16. Mm. Like, it's not as if he was Toby Young and he was he was uh, tweeting them when he was a rational thinking adult. It, when, when you're a kid, you don't really think of what you're posting. Mm. It's all about the here and now. So the fact that these tweets have been brought up now when he's at least five years older and um, when he's... He, he's just he's playing professionally like these tweets are made ages ago and i think the fact that he he might be banned for this i think it's wrong i mean if he if he just got a slap on the wrist and he had to um go and face a course i could understand that maybe educate him a bit or make him a bit more aware of his social media posts in the future mm. but the fact that he could be banned because of his posts or 15 i think that's a step too far and i think that's a completely different situation to the situation we have with yeah. toby young I think if you, I'm a complete, you know, full believer in rehabilitation. Mm. If you were to give someone necessary and appropriate training, even in the case of Toby Young, if he was to, um, you know, attend lectures or seminars on, on, you know, how to be like a, um, I actually can't think of what it would come under, mm. uh, but maybe something to do with multiculturalism, for example, um, mm. or, you know, disabled rights or anything like that. Um, I think in the event of what did you say his name is Mason Mason Holgate yeah Mason Holgate if if you look at his case um I think when because of the time that he was what was he 14 15 mm. at that time it's all about power mm. when you're at school you want to be the cool kid you want to be the cool kid you want to say things that you see other cool kids saying and mm. doing um even if that includes saying homophobic slurs or any other kind of slurs to anyone most of the time people young children they don't think what they're saying mm. and they'll end up saying it um regardless of whether or not they know the meaning of mm. of th what they're saying um and again this is this is what i think our prime minister um was to include or has included in the digital um steps that we're taking forward in regards to 
uh, allowing under 18s to be able to remove themselves from the internet mm. um, so that employers and other people in the future can't actually look at what they've said mm. because it kind of prejudices their um, you know outlook of what people are going to look at them like mm. because people do change over time mm. what we're saying here today 10 years down the line either we're going to have a diff- different opinion to it either mm. it's going to add on to it where we know a lot more mm. um, and we can actually go back and listen to something like this and think oh you know what i don't actually believe in that anymore yeah and that's the problem because the media is very quick to pick up on it it's mm. also a very good thing for the media because they can investigate find out and actually hold the public officials to account in the yeah. case of toby young however mm. if you look at um, the footballer here he was quite young when he said these things mm. Uh, and again, like I said, it's all about that power and mm. the status. Um, and if you were to severely penalise him uh, and throw him off something as successful as having a professional football ca- career, mm. um, it would pretty much devastate him. Mm. And I, I have to say, though, if he was the same age as Toby Young and he made these the, these yeah. sort of remarks, well, then I wouldn't. I would. I'd be able. To, I would be able to understand exactly. it a bit more. Exactly. But I think the fact that he's he was young. I mean, if we if if all of if all of our Facebook posts or Twitter posts hmm. from if we were 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, if they were all bought up, if they were all looked at by job employees, none of us would have a job because we all say things we regret when we're a young age. Hmm. So the fact this has been brought up now, um, I think it's just a little bit too far. I mean, I could understand it if he could have, um, if he was given a call to like educate him on social media mm-hmm. use, that's fair enough. I think a ban is a bit too far, especially as he's not done anything wrong since he turned a professional footballer. So there's no real reason why he should be banned. Yeah, yeah. It's something that happened when he was 14, 15, when he didn't really know what he was, what he was thinking, um, what, he, what he was saying was, was right or wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a bit unfair that he would be, he'd be punished with a ban. Um, if he, like he was saying, if he was the same age as Toby Young and he made these remarks now, I could understand it because he's meant to be a role model as a professional footballer. Exactly. He's meant to be setting examples to younger people. He's meant to be setting example to um, fans um, all across the world. I could understand, but he would get banned for it. But the fact these were made when he was younger, when he wasn't a role model, when he was just a kid and he didn't really know what he was saying, then I find it a li- little less acceptable, really. Um, so... I would hope that he didn't get a ban. If I could understand it if he g- went on a course about social media use to educate me in the future to make sure maybe this didn't happen again. Um, but I think anything more, and that'll be a l- just taking it a little step too far, I mm. think. I think it's all well and good exposing people um, for saying things that they, um, they've they done wrong or they've said that he's, that he's not very nice or out of, or out of context. Um, but I think that it should be put into context when... Um, those statements were made. Exactly. Um, certainly yeah. with Toby Young, those statements were made when he was a rational thinking adult only a few years ago. Um, so it was it was right that he um, that he had to step down. And I can fully understand the criticism which um, which reached or which which led to which followed after his appointment, mm. um, so to say. Um, so we're coming towards the end of the Radio Bait podcast um, this week. Just before we go, just to remind you of our social media channels. You can find us on Twitter by looking up by searching at Radio Bait on Facebook, iTunes, iTunes, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Look at Radio Bait. Um, our website. You can find us on radiobait.wordpress.com. And if you want to send us an email or get in touch with any ideas, or you maybe even want to come on the show in the future, then you'd be more than welcome to get in touch. Send us an email at radiobait at gmail.com, or you can send us a message through Twitter and Facebook. 
Uh, thanks very much to Ahmed Mansour Thank for joining you. me today. Um, and we'll be back with you next week with another new podcast. See you soon. <laughs>